Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Hey, quick reminder, we are starting 100 Days to Brave as a big group of friends next Monday, August 3rd. So grab a copy of the book or the new journal and plan to join us as we read through it together. I don't know, y'all. Normally, we do one round of doing 100 Days to Brave together, and we did it in January to April But as our team got together and thought about it, it just feels like fall of this year is shaping up to be a great time for us to have great courage. So join us. All you have to do right now is make sure you have a copy of the book, 100 Days to Brave, or the journal. And we will talk more details Monday on the podcast and on all my social media. We have arrived in our final episode of our special series called Innia Summer 2020. I'm sad it's over. The Enneagram is a tool we love around here to help us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful here at That Sounds Fun. And as this is our last hurrah of the 2020 series, we would love to hear y'all's thoughts about Innia Summer 2020. Just click the survey link below or head to anniefdowns.com slash survey. Yep, we're already planning for 2021. Y'all cannot be surprised, but we really want your input. So if you get a chance to fill out that survey, it would mean a ton. If you're just jumping in today, this is the last of the whole series. So you can go back and listen to our intro episode with Sarah Jane Case or any number that you want to listen to, eight, nines, ones, all the way through. But today on our show is our Enneagram 7s. The music in the background is from our good buddy Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last. He's created a song for each Enneagram type, and what you're hearing now is the Enneagram 7 song. Make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Music and listen to the whole thing. Read the lyrics. It's... Forgive me, as a seven, it's my favorite one. It's my very favorite one. It just meant the world to me when I heard it. And actually, my laugh is in the song. You can hear more about how Ryan made each of the songs by listening to his podcast as well. This year, our Enneagram sevens around the table besides me are my friends Setnik and Aaron. Even as a raging seven myself, I was really moved and learned so much from both of these friends. Remember, we do have an Enneagram 7 episode from Ennea Summer 2019 with my friends Kate and Drew, if you want to go back and hear that one as well. Before we meet and get to know Setnik and Aaron, it's our final installment from our good friend Seth Abram. I hope you followed him on the internet and started listening to the Fathoms podcast. He is one of our very favorite Enneagram experts around here at That Sounds Fun, and we are so grateful for him. He's going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about 7s. All right, Seth, last one, best one, yes. some would say, Enneagram yes. Sevens. Hey, first, let me tell you, thank you for doing all this. <laughs> oh, my the gosh, The work yes. you did to give us these intros yeah. every time and the Fathoms podcast, I'm super, super grateful. So thank you for helping us learn. No, You've been a good teacher to us. Thank you. I'm super, super so. grateful to be here, and I can't believe this is my third time to be here. I know. So. You're like one of the longer you're longer running podcast guests, like <laughs> most frequented podcast guests. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. a star is what I'm saying. You're yeah. a star for all of us. <laughs> um, so thank you for doing this. Thank Let's. You. We're finishing with the sevens. Apparently, in the Enneagram world, the best way to teach is to start with the eights and then with the sevens. Do you prescribe to that? Um, I make sense of it. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So today let's, I have some real tenderness towards sevens because 
so am I. (laughs) So (laughs) give us kind of a flyover Uh, about sevens today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So any type seven is the point on the, uh, well, let me just say, I love that people, you needed this last year, Annie. Oh, yeah. I thought people thought it was you. I love that. I laughed so hard when I heard that. (laughs) I love that too. I think it's got Uh, enough traction of its own that that people know it's Enneagram this year, but Enneagram is adorable. That's why I always. My kids still think it's the other one, though. Oh, I'll take it. (laughs) I'm always like, you're a 10 on the Enneagram. I don't know what you are on the Enneagram, but you are a 10 on the Enneagram. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Right on. So, uh, yeah. Enneotype 7 is the point on the Enneagram that represents the thinking mind's capacity for possibility mm-hmm. and freedom and opportunity and uh, abundance and, you know, this joy, really just joy, man, like um, like nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. So for people who lead with type 7, they have this natural gift to see with immense positivity. Uh, there's always joy available, you know, this possibility for satisfaction. It's just awaiting us, you know. Mm-hmm. So to see with the eyes of a 7 is to see all of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and my eyes widen you yeah. know, when I say that, like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> right. so it's this capacity to celebrate the overflowing goodness of, of life. Mm-hmm. It really is like this fundamental joy of being alive, yeah. of existence. Um, so sevens know what sounds fun. Yes. <laughs> um, see what I did there? Uh, yeah, they're, you know, they're really exciting. Uh, they're spontaneous. They show us the possibilities when we've thought they're all ran out. Um, and they really invite us to explore and adventure through life, you know. Um, I think, you know, the issue, though, comes for sevens when they feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of freedom yeah. and joy. And so, well, I've got to manufacture this. And so they start to believe this conditioned story of the world limits me and it frustrates people and it causes pain that can be avoided. Uh, so joy distorts into always trying to figure out how to be stimulated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's this insatiable need for more and anticipating the next thing. And something's always better around the corner, right? And you begin to feel like you're running out of time even. And uh, it's difficult to even just stay long enough to feel the fulfillment you're actually looking for. But it feels like you have to be on to the next thing. And so you start to feel scattered and impatient and frustrated. I've heard of these things. I can't imagine what it feels like. Yeah, right that now. was old, old years ago. Annie. Oh, years ago, Annie. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So, Minutes yeah. ago, Annie. Right. So, so ultimately, you know, sevens are just, they're motivated by this need to feel excited Mm -hmm. and to work hard not to be disappointed or bored or trapped in emotional pain. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people need sevens in their lives? Uh, They're good friends. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. um, Like, you know, this is obvious, but they have this ability to bring joy Mm -hmm. and excitement into any situation and to help us have fun. Um, And I do think it's, we have to be careful about expecting the sevens to always be that for us. Mm Um, because like everybody, we run out of the, the thing, especially when we're, we're in freak out mode and we're actually just trying to force being happy. Yes. But so just, I would encourage everybody to just be careful yeah. uh, with your friends because they are not a, their type. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. I think of also childlike awe. I think there's a reason that the sevens tend to be really great with kids because uh, there's there's something about the... You're the, like, Annie, because you're just like my kids. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's just something about the, the childhood experience they never lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really beautiful. And, and it's something to, to uh, ask ourselves about, you know? Mm-hmm. What is it? Why, why can't I get play with my kids like this? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think you should shame yourself for it. But man, there's something beautiful about when... And my, my, you're not an official aunt, but my kids think you are. You yeah. Know? I guess, Unofficially, I take that role very oh, yeah, seriously yeah. with their children. Yeah. 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 So there's something beautiful about just this childlike and this kidness mm-hmm. um, that is even more adult than we think we have to be adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I also just think optimism and positivity, you know, yeah. especially like this this glass half full perspective that's so helpful in light of a pandemic, right? Right. right. <laughs> they need that. It was a lot of work. Yeah. It was a lot of work. I'm yeah. excited to talk to the sevens about what the pandemic oh, was man. like for them. Okay, so what is the, why does the world, why does the greater world need sevens? Yeah, uh, I think of flexibility. Mm. Um, I think of their ability to be attuned to possibilities and keep options open. Mm. Yeah, that's so vital, you know, and, and for, for a lot of reasons. But I think of this uh, this gift of, a, of adapting and reframing. Mm-hmm. You know all about reframing. Yeah. I, yeah, but I... There's two. There's always these two different sides to things, right? But reframing can be done because I can't. I can't stand to be here in this difficulty, or I'm in a really painful place. I do need to reframe. I need to take the drug now, and I need to get out of this for a minute because this is too much. Yeah. Um, yeah they can yeah. show us how to do that. Um, I also just think their fast pace and this ability to connect new ideas and thoughts that nobody else could really see how they're connected. Yeah. Their minds are so fast, and I think they give us that. Yeah. yeah. I, yes, I've learned a lot about the speed of my mind. Not mm. doesn't mean it's the smartest. It's just, or the fastest, but the speed of a seven's mind is really interesting Yeah, to go. You, you're working at a different pace than them because you're working on six different things. Yeah. yeah Doesn't it make sense why that. you're even connected then to the numbers you are like five? We talked yes. about the slowness <laughs> to slow down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So what should we listen for? It's our last conversation, three yep. sevens. Yep. Some would say that's God's perfect number that it ends like this <laughs> with me and Aaron and Setnik. What should yeah. you, we listen for in this oh, conversation? Setnick. Yeah. That's Setnick. Awesome name. Cool. He's awesome. You're going to love him. He's wow. awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think you're going to hear positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're, you know, it's probably going to be, unless you've like tried to make it different than what everybody's expecting. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, there's going to be humor and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Storytelling is I don't know. It seems to be across the board for sevens. Yeah. Um, storytelling. Uh, verbally charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also potentially some distractedness that might come into the conversation, but this fast-paced conversation and talking, um, uh, even just like how they speak, you know, in the words. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you, you'll probably hear this orientation towards ideas and possibilities. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully maybe even just the examples of what it's felt like, like you said, to slow. Yeah. And I'm always curious about what the opposite of, of what the, the type feels like for that type, you know, to, to slow down. So I'm yeah. super curious to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. All right, Seth. Well, thanks for doing all these. You're just oh, the best. Thank you. So how can people keep up with you now that Enneagram Summer is over? How can they keep up with you and continue their learning on Enneagram? Yes. Well, uh, I may have started something new at this point. I don't <gasps> know. I don't even know about it. <laughs> well, I don't know either. Okay, I'm, great. I'm just saying. Okay. I, you never know. Who can know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Integrated Enneagram on Instagram um, and or with my my dudes, uh, Drew and Creek at fathoms.enneagram. Uh, thank you again, Seth. You're such a hero, man. We love you so much. And without any further ado, here's a really special conversation with our Enneagram 7s, me, Setnik, and Aaron. The journey of going there. It's called Big Ads Pizza. That's it. I was like, I knew it was named after yeah. somebody. And It's named after who? Big Ads Pizza. And uh-huh. I have one of the distinctions of actually playing on his Big Ads girls softball team. <gasps> really? In the 70s, 80s, <laughs> 70s. In the present. In the 70s. That's awesome. What makes the pizza place so good? Um, it's oh. just that it's a hole in the wall. Pizza's not good. Oh, it's the not great. The pizza's not good. Yeah. It's just the best hole in the wall in the world, though. Yeah. Okay. How did you know that, Setnik? That is a bizarre <laughs> piece of information. 
Uh, one of my buddies when I lived in Knoxville, he he thought the pizza there was amazing. Right. <laughs> so he took so there you. There you go. Well, yeah. I never went. But it's, a, it's worth the adventure. <laughs> it's worth the adventure going. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you get if the pizza's bad? Pizza. Oh. <laughs> you just live it anyway. You just take it. Yeah. Just go anyway. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are the first group of. Now that you're the last ones to record, who sit down and start being friends already. Yeah. Very seven of you. <laughs> Just like, can't, while we're figuring out details, you're carrying it on. Um, thank y'all for doing this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So happy to have two sevens here. I'm going to get y'all to kind of start by introducing yourself. So, Aaron, if you'll do that, tell us. Sure. We're just going to stick with first names. Mm-hmm. Just keep mm-hmm. keep y'all <laughs> safe from the world. Mm-hmm. So, your first name, your family status, and what mm-hmm. you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Aaron. I um, have been married to Brian for 34 years. I have two phenomenal adult daughters, yeah. Kathleen and Elizabeth. Elizabeth is married to Fortunato Mugnano, who's <gasps> really? from Naples, Italy, and he is... <gasps> My son that I adore, I am an assistant professor of nursing at Vanderbilt University. So I have a a 40-year career of being a pediatric nurse, a family nurse practitioner, and a nurse educator. Do people send you pictures of things all the time time. to identify? Yes. All the time. I got one yesterday that was an up-close shot of something that gave me no perspective, and I usually just go see them. Yeah. You're like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, that's right. Does your daughter and her husband... Do they live in Nashville? They do. They live in Elizabeth is a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Fortunato is a coder. And my daughter, Kathleen, lives in Los Angeles. And she works in social justice and human rights arena. Oh, wow. That may be why you don't love the pizza in East Tennessee is because your son-in-law right. is <laughs> from Naples. That's that. true. It's Does true. he make you pizza? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. think you have, a, you have an advantage, to mm-hmm. be sure. Aaron, one of my favorite things about you mm-hmm. is that you have adult children. You mm-hmm. are 20 years older than us. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I feel like, Setnik, I feel like we have this advantage of like, Here's who we could Just be in 20 wisdom. years if yeah. we do this right. Part, yes, yeah. yes. You're going to do all the time. Okay. I'm so thrilled. Thank you for doing this, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Setnick, tell us who you are. Hey, I'm Setnick. I'm from South Carolina. I moved okay. to Nashville. Well, I live in Franklin, but I moved to town in 2018. Okay. Just for a change of scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I work remote for an eyeglass company. I didn't know that. For Warby Parker. Oh. And uh, I like it. It's a pretty easy job. It's, it's good for now. Yeah. It's not a long-term thing, in my opinion. But Yeah. And not married yet? Not married yet. Okay. Still in the market. Okay. Um, I, I love having one married and one single <laughs> mm-hmm. in the conversation. <clears throat> Luckily today, everybody gets three for the price of two. So we're all seven. seven days. Yeah, that's right. It's seven. a big seven day. All seven all day. All right. seven all day. I mean, I am just thrilled about it. I When three sevens, when any group of sevens get to sit and talk, it's like, you understand me, don't you? Mm-hmm. You get why I do that. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so happy. I love the exploring of the other eight types. But I love when my people are here, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, tell me a little bit about your journey with the Enneagram. <clears throat> what made you start learning? When did you learn about it? And how did you know you were seven? This is interesting. My, um, I have permission for my daughter to tell this story. Okay. Because um, she um, is 31 years old. And when she was 14 or 15, she went to Daystar Counseling Services yes, to be in one. Off. Perfect. To be in one of their groups. 
a generation ago, they said, if we're going to be in a group together and mm-hmm. if we're going to really understand each other and know how to communicate and learn to grow as adolescents in relationship mm-hmm. to learning how to be adults, you need to do the Enneagram. This, oh, this, wow. this test called the Enneagram. So my daughter did this and she found out that she was a five and she came home and said, um, everybody needs to do this in the family. Oh, because." Wow. And so I did it, found out I was a seven. My husband is a nine and my nine wing one and my daughter, other, my daughter's a nine wing eight. Okay. So um, we have been studying it and thinking about it and researching it and relating in it for about 16 years. That is wow. incredible. Mm-hmm. And you have found it to be helpful in your marriage and in raising your girls? Oh, my goodness. I, I really think that I'm a much better parent. And it came at a perfect time in adolescence because yeah. um, even though I'm a pediatric nurse and I actually teach growth and development, having my own children is very different. So it really helped me to relate to my children, helped me to understand you know, their responses, what motivated them. Um, and it was it was great. And I would say that um, in marriage, it helps. And we've been married 34 years. And so but even having this additional piece of information, I feel like I make Brian better and Brian makes me mm. way better. Yeah. And because we were motivated by different things. He's a peacemaker. Yeah. And I am all, I'm a social seven. Yeah. Too much is not enough for me. All <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Okay, Setnick, how did you come to the Enneagram? I didn't know you were an, a seven. We've been friends for years. Oh, I didn't wow, know you yeah. were a seven. I'm a seven wing six, and I didn't even know that Enneagram was a thing. You said that you've, how long have you known about it? 16 years. See, I didn't even, when I found out about it, I thought it was new, and that was like mm-hmm. 2018 maybe. Yeah. So I thought it was like at first. So I, I lead worship for a conference in Florida, which you, you spoke yes, at, yeah. which was super cool. And the band that I was there with, they were talking about it. But I was I was not part of the conversation because I was away. And I thought they were saying Instagram, but they kept saying Enneagram. And I'm like, well, I don't know what, it, what they're talking about. Yeah. And so I was waiting for them to finish and then just jump in at the tail end of it because I had no idea what they were talking about. And then comes out that it is Enneagram. And they were like, yeah, I'm a four. I'm a six. I'm a whatever. I just I thought they were saying Nashville numbers, which is like a musician thing. Oh but right, it was so it's a way weird. you count or way you know what key to play in, what or something? chord to play what in, chord? Yeah, okay. what chord according to the key. But I, I just I was so lost with the numbers because I'm when it comes to like personality tests, I stick with the Strengths Finder. Yeah, which is I'm a woo. If you guys are familiar with those things. Yeah, and then last year, some of my buddies and I we were hanging out, and then we just decided to take the test. And so it was very recent when I took the test. Mm-hmm. I was a seven wing six. Still didn't know what that meant. Found out what it was, and I was I don't I don't think I was initially happy when I found out I was a seven. Really? Because I feel like I feel like people How offensive to us. I know I know. Well, something's <laughs> wrong with me, not you guys. I felt like people see sevens as they're just <clears throat> obnoxious or they're just always like on and and they just want attention. I was like, man, I feel like that's me, but I don't want that to be me kind of a mm. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm a seven week six and proud, proud to be here. <laughs> Aaron, you said you're also with a I'm six a seven, mm-hmm, seven yeah. week six. The one thing I, I think I want to say about the Enneagram is it really is not supposed to be a party trick, um, yeah. which is what I hope 
that we're getting away from. Yes. Um, it's really meant to how you live well in community. I also mm-hmm. worked at Camp DeSoto. I don't know if you know yeah. what Camp DeSoto is. I worked as the camp nurse and um, in other capacities for a generation. And every summer, these college women that were counselors, that was the first thing that they would do also because they were going to be in community all summer. Yeah. And it was such a gift to understand people's motivations and responses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it, too, is it's way less about your behaviors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody can have, the, nine of us can be in a room, <clears throat> all make the same response to something that happens, but we do it for nine different reasons. Right. And so I, I I love that too. What, Aaron, what do y'all think, you were nodding along when he was saying he was a seven wing six. Mm-hmm. I'm a very strong eight wing. So mm-hmm. we're going to be more different probably than people realize. But how do you think that, that having that six part of you plays into, I mean, the, the interesting thing is our only other medical professional on the, of mm-hmm. the uh, 18 of y'all was a six. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So how do you think that plays into you? I feel like I'm a very social. I don't know if this is going to be exactly what you're looking for. I'm a very social. I can talk to anyone. Yeah. I um, I feel like I'm invited to every single party yeah. that's ever been had. But it's not <laughs> inauthentic. Yes. It's not an inauthentic. And even though I'm in the I'm in the future oriented person yeah. because of a seven, um, I think my sixness allows me to be fully present. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I'm also an academic. I have a doctoral degree, yeah. and so we should be calling you Doctor Aaron. This no, whole time? you don't. No, 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 no. A, a thousand. Um, Apologies. No, no, please. <laughs> Dr. Aaron. Please no. Please no. But so I'm very motivated in that way. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm answering your question. Yes, you are. Well. You're doing great. You're telling me about you, which is what I want. I think that's And the orientation helps so much in the understanding of, of the future part of being a seven, but the steady part of being a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I have the future part of being a seven and the drive of an eight. Yeah, there you go. That's pro- Thank you. That so. was a, a good... Um, addition to that because I really am very steady I know that sevens can have the mo of not a failure to commit yeah and I am the opposite of that I think that's the sixness is I'm a very committed person I'm committed and loyal so it doesn't I don't feel like yes I'm a very love fun all the time too much is rarely enough as I said but I'm also very steady and committed yeah I, I what what are your thoughts on that about how sevens can't commit that makes me crazy too yeah well I I I think I relate with that <laughs> yeah like it's committing with buying a buying a house committed with even with like relationships pursuing you know girlfriend to potentially marry like that does not sit well with me you know? ah, okay and I feel like that is the the bad part of being a seven because I do just want to have fun the whole time, but I, I, I also don't want to be locked down in one thing. Yeah. And when I do feel like I'm locked down in one thing, I feel like I'm being suppressed. Mm. But I feel like that's part of the six in me because I do want to cater to other people. There mm-hmm. was a job I was with for longer than I should have been, but I knew that they needed that role to be filled. And I knew that I was in a sense appreciated, but in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is not what I want to do. This has no like future goals for me, I'm just filling a spot for somebody else. Oh, wow. But the the job, they weren't looking for somebody else. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm needed here, but I don't know. I wanted to leave, and eventually I did, but I feel like that's not, that's my six wing, not not my seven showing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one of the questions that we gave y'all, I would love to hear your answer, and I will answer it too. Nothing is worse to me than when I feel what? Dr. Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is worse to me than when I feel like I'm missing out on anything at all, anywhere, anytime. I have Mm. um, 
I am the captain of FOMO. Yeah. Um, I also, nothing is worse to me than when I feel some, feel conflict. And which is really interesting to me because I'm a pediatric nurse. I work at Vanderbilt. I'm in acute care pediatrics. And it's, it's not about, that's not what I'm talking about by conflict because I can care for acutely ill children, but conflict I, I'm a great big diverter of conflict. Yes, mm. yes. Okay, because I think nothing is worse than when you feel what? When I feel, I thought about this, and there's a lot of things actually. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I'll go with when I feel misunderstood. When I feel like yep. I'm doing something and then someone else perceives it as just attention grabbing or or they're just over the top. And I'm like, no, that's that's not the situation at all, actually. Like, I'm just, there was an issue and I'm trying to solve the problem and... I don't know how to solve it other than how I'm solving it right now. And yeah. so being misunderstood is a big issue with me. Me too. I, that is my, that is always my answer. I hate being misunderstood. Yeah. When when what I tried to do is not what was intention. Con- yeah. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, can't, I don't even want to talk about it. That's how much I hate it. I don't even want to talk about it. Aaron, tell me about y'all's experience during the pandemic. Were the girls home? And well, how many of y'all were in the house? My daughter Elizabeth and her husband live in Nashville, but Kathleen um, sheltered in place with us from Los Angeles before Los Angeles shut down. And it's, I will tell you that um, I learned a lot in the pandemic. Like I learned how to be present yeah. um, and it's, I'm a future oriented person. And so learning how to be in the present while I'm doing something, I'm always planning the next thing. Yes. And so when there was no opportunity to plan anything, it was a real lesson for me to learn yeah. to be in the present. But having Kathleen home was the gift beyond gifts. I mean, I had my own playmate. Yeah. She would wake up in the mornings <laughs> and I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. ready to go. And she just that, can I have coffee? Can yeah. we, can it be a moment? Um, and so it was, there were three of us in the house, but our quarantine um, included my daughter and her husband. So we had the five of us. So I was, yeah, I was like, and I was as happy as can be in that yeah. regard. Sad for the um, world, sure, but personally, it did was you, good for me. Were you working during the time? Did you have to? Yes, go in? I, I do okay. work remotely oh, um, work remote, because okay. I, I'm an educator and I was not actually in clinical. So okay. we went, we flipped our curriculum and went completely to online okay my worst days in quarantine were when i thought we'd never get out of it Mm. what were your worst days what were some of the feelings around when it was hard um worst days in quarantine for me were after kathleen left she left about four weeks ago and went back to la and i lost my built-in playmate yeah um Mm -hmm. though i still get to see my other daughter elizabeth who i also cherish um worst days for me were when i watched too much news Okay, and I got really, really wrapped up in in Instagram. Yes, so Instagram and the news. I had to take a break from that. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Setnik, what about you? What was the pandemic like for you? Who who did you shelter with? What was what was the story? Yeah, so I have I live in a condo. It's a small apartment. I have a roommate, and I work from home. Yeah, I've been working from home, and so when the pandemic hit, all of my siblings have kids. And so they were kind of in the mode of, hey, we're not taking visitors. We got to protect the family, which I totally get. But since I work from home anyway, there was nowhere to go when I got off of work. You know what I yeah. mean? And man, like my mind would race. I was like, initially, I think the news made it think made us think that it was only for two weeks when it yeah. first started. And then two weeks became two months. And now we're still kind of in, in a pandemic situation. And I reached out to some buddies in South Carolina because I couldn't go home because my dad is susceptible. And all of my siblings, like I said, they have kids. And I was like, I cannot stay here. Like, I got to find out, like, where I can go and reach out to some. Like, you couldn't stay in Nashville? I couldn't do it, After how long? 
I think I was here for a month. Okay. And then I left, and I was like, I'm surprised I lasted a month. Yeah. But I left, and I went to stay with some friends in South Carolina, which was awesome, but they have kids also. Uh, they went through this rigorous, like, do you have a fever? Da, 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 da. Like, just making sure that their family was safe. And then um, when I got there, I realized that that came in with its own set of problems. Mm. Like, I live, me and my roommate, like, he doesn't have kids, and I don't have any kids. And so I'm, like, staying with a family that has kids. Like, my day starts at 6 in the morning. Yeah, that's because right. Because you hear little feet running around. And, that's right. And I'm like, well, at least I'm around people. And then when I had to come back to do some worship stuff with the church, I realized, man, this is going to stink because I'm not going to have my friends around. And then I had to force myself to look at the positives mm. of being back in town. I was like, well, I can sleep in whenever I want to wake up. I don't have to worry about kids. And and so that was kind of a give and take. Like I had to yeah. sit down and be like, what's what's good about going back? Yeah. And so, yeah. Aaron, do you find self-talk like that important as a seven? Oh, yes, because we're thinkers yes. like that. So, yes, it's a um, – I am – I think with as a lot of sevens do, I um, struggle with being really quiet with my feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm a little too acquainted with my fears yeah. when it's really, really quiet. And it's been really quiet. Yes. And so that means that um, I'm also an extrovert seven. I know you can be an introvert, extrovert. So I'm an extrovert seven. And um, it's been hard to be quiet because I feel yeah. very in touch with my fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard place to be. Yes. I... I uh, tell me how, if y'all connect with this or relate to this, but the idea as the, as COVID-19 hasn't gone away, like mm. they thought it would. And as they talk about like with school coming back and will kids go back to school and what'll happen when it gets cold again, th- that we aren't going to get out of this. This has changed our lives is I can spiral so hard mm-hmm. thinking about same. that. Is that the same? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a uniquely seven thing about how deep we can get into because we don't like being trapped. Yeah. It kind of mm-hmm. feels like you're in quicksand. Like you see, like we were able to, like restaurants are starting to open. I'm like, yes. Like I see light at the end of the tunnel. I'm texting my friends. I'm like, hey, let's meet up at Chili's. Like, let's go do something. And then I have friends that are working in the medical field. They're like, this is not a good idea. We need to take a lot more precaution. And in my mind, I'm like, but the government says we can go out and have fun and, you know, do it in a, a yes. respectful way. But like I said, I don't have kids. So I feel like if I had kids, I would probably be thinking differently. Mm-hmm. But as a single seven, I'm like, all the things, like, open, yeah. open, let's have fun. Yeah. Do you feel that? Did you feel some of that, too? I Well, when I sit alone, I think, okay, I'm going to plan my day. I'm going to make my list. I would find myself thinking, what are some of the really great, fun things I can be doing yeah. right now? So I'd make my list, and I would look at my list, and I'd come up with these super options. And then I'd go, but well, we're in COVID. Oh, yeah. we're in COVID. Dang I can't, I can't yeah. do any of them. Yes. Yes. I, I have my next seven vacations planned. Uh, right. <laughs> I know. I do. I mean, when, when Europe announced last week that they aren't going to let Americans come, I, I mean, all those kind of things hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. Of going like, no, don't tell me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me no. Just, I'll be smart. I'll be safe. Don't tell me no. Don't trap me out of you. You know, <laughs> it is, it feels so big. Even though I don't have any plans to go to Europe. Yeah. I just want to, if I want to. <laughs> right? My That's options true. open. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about what you said about all is not enough. It is all, I mean, I feel that 
all the time. Yeah. So too much is never enough. Yes. It's kind of one of my mottos. And that's how I explain myself to people. Yeah. So I will tell you one of the things you said earlier was what it's like to be because I'm 60. And so I'm a generation over older than you guys. Um, I would say that in my youth, um, and I was more of a bull in a china shop. And mm. it's not because of my horns that were angry and down, but because my tail <laughs> was just whooshing back mm. and forth, like uh, playful, yes. ready, but that tail can wipe every dish off every cabinet and what I have learned is so too much is never enough for me or rarely enough I have learned to temper myself to say just because I can does not mean I should I shouldn't walk in to every situation and take over Mm -hmm. I can so as I've aged this is not what you asked but somehow this is where my brain is gone this is what I want you to do I have become more of a empathetic listener rather than a dismissive listener so I think earlier in my life I would have been like let's dismiss those feelings and let's just get a solution and let's find a rainbow to chase after. And I think as, as I've grown and learned about myself, I've become more of an empathetic listener, been able to sit with people's pain. I do have a threshold though, as a seven, at some point it can be too much. Then it's like, we just need to take a run Mm -hmm. or we need to draw pictures or, but, Yes. I've communicated that with people. I've been in serious conversations before of like, we are reaching as much as I can do. Yes. I want to keep talking about this. Mm-hmm. Can we, can we take, can we go on a walk? Yes. Can we go eat dinner? Can we take a 30 minute break? And then we can come back to this serious thing. Yes. I've never, I've never done that. And that's so smart to do. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I feel like if I break the, the conversation that's happening, I lose their their trust or whatever yeah you know like if they're if they're like full steam ahead and i'm like okay we just need to pause for a little bit my mind thinks that well they're not going to want to they're going to talk to this with this about some to somebody mm-hmm. else yeah does that make sense yeah totally. like they're going to put up a wall because they're going to think that think i'm already full yeah. even though i might be full like i'm not gonna i don't want to and maybe that's the sixth part because i want them to trust me i want them to mm-hmm. i want to help fix the situation mm-hmm. but i also want to like take a break and go outside and Talk about something else for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you can lower your threshold. You can lower, it's called your cognitive load. You can lower your threshold and you would have more capacity to be present. Is 10 minutes enough? Sometimes 10 minutes is enough, right? Oh, yeah. It can be. Yeah. Like literally just talk about anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Same. Mm -hmm. If I can just talk about anything else for 10 minutes or just not talk for 10 minutes, then we can jump right right into whatever the Mm -hmm. conflict was for another eight minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The will you give some topics around when you say I, I'm never gonna, I'm not quoting you right about it, but it's never enough. A lot is never enough, or too much is never enough. Oh yes. Do you mean alcohol? Oh, I or mean, do you mean friendship or do everything? You mean everything. I think. I mean, if I'm gonna eat a cookie, let's eat eight. Yes. And Teen, if eighteen, and, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if we're gonna. Um, I'm, I'm everything. I mean, if we're going to have a party, let's make it a theme party and dress up and Ooh. all wear hats. Yeah. So yeah. I can. When you throw a party, tell me what the table looks like. Do you have it? Like, if 10 people are coming, is there enough food for 10 people or 30 people? Uh, 20. Okay. There's mm. enough for 20 people yeah. and I have apps and I have dinner and I have salad yeah. and I have wine and I have I champagne. Go, and by the way, we need to hang out with Dr. Aaron <laughs> Dr. more. Aaron, yeah. I and I always have champagne. Yes. Oh, I always. It's the only wine club I'm a member of is a champagne wine yes. club that mails me sparkling wine. We mm. have a mutual friend. Yes. And for her 40th birthday, I gave her a case of champagne. Yes. As I said, you may not ever know how important it is to have an entire case at one time. Not because you're going to be overindulgent, sure. but because you need to be prepared to celebrate everybody. That's it. That's I just want to do it. I just want to celebrate. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> at, at the end of when I get that bottle of sparkling wine mm-hmm. every time. 
the rule is now we have to go celebrate something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it is like the mm-hmm. invitation to celebrate something. Mm-hmm. Setney, do you, or do you connect with that? That like too much of everything is great. I do. And yeah. I would add to that. It would be a three night event. It would just yeah. be one. <laughs> and then we'll put push pause. The next day we'll pick up right where we left off. It literally is like that. Um, for my birthday last year, I had just a guy's group hang at one of my friend's house. And then I had like a big, like dinner with everybody else. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, how can I like think of a third party for my yeah. birthday? Like, <laughs> I just want all the things. I just want to have fun with my friends. And that's li- like, if, if it were me going on a trip by myself to Italy or just going to a picnic with my buddies, I would always pick the picnic with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that sounds like way more fun for me. Yeah. My birthday's in July. And as we were planning every other year, I mean, the last couple of years has been like, we're going to the Nashville sounds game. If you want to come to my party, just buy a ticket to the game mm-hmm. and we'll be in the outfield. Cause I want everybody, everybody. Yeah. anybody who thinks I might want to invite them. They're right. Mm-hmm. So they can come on. Cause I love that. I do too. Actually, okay. So, so I turned fun. 60 in COVID. Yeah. And I had been pondering my 60th birthday for a long time. And I had just decided that I was throwing everybody a party yeah. and it was going to be one of those big blowouts. And yeah. it was going to be, mm-hmm. and I planned a trip to Greece with my family, which we had to cancel. Yeah. I had a trip to California with my sister, which I had to cancel. I had a trip to the beach with my best friends. I had to cancel. Yeah. And so even though my, you know, it was, I was being realistic. I was really feeling just sad about yes. all these loss of expectations mm-hmm. for me. It was yes. this loss of expectation. And so I had a surprise drive-by birthday party oh. and 40 carloads of people oh, drove by. Gosh. And it was the most glorious thing. People decorated their cars. They had bubble machines mm-hmm. and yeah. air horns yeah. and music. And I just stood there with my arms out and yes. wept and laughed. I would have cried so much. I did out for all 40 cars, and it was the most glorious birthday. Yeah. I would have cried for that reason, too. But something in my mind would be like, this is going to be over soon. Like, my oh, mind is yes. always like, We're always man, going do we have, like, yes. is there 40 more cars coming around the corner? <laughs> like, come on. Yes. I just want more to have, keep happening. I get that. Oh I my did, gosh. too. When the, when the World Cup starts, my favorite soccer tournament, when the World Cup starts at the first game, I'm always like, it's here. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. it's going to be over. And then I have to wait four more years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my, my sister got married this weekend, and my entire family was there. And the very first day when everybody was there, I was... I was happy like for the first hour because everybody was there. And then I kind of like digressed a little bit. And my dad was like, what's wrong? I was like, well, this is going to be over in a few days. And he's like, you need to snap out of it. And yeah. he just walked away. I'm like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I need to snap out of it. Have to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I tri- my 40th birthday is this month. And mm. so I'm, I'm some of those same like I had a trip to England at the end of this month uh. that I'm not getting to do. And so it is some of those same like, God, don't do this to sevens. <laughs> We do. We've been thinking about this mm-hmm. since I've been thinking about turning forty since I was thirty-two. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, what are you gonna do? And so it just is a very um, the losses now. You know, I'm alive. All the oh, things that yeah. we need to say. Absolutely, everybody hears us. We oh, are we are please. aware of We're all grateful. the things we do I'm have. Just so grateful. Yes. I mean, nobody that I know has been acutely ill. Yeah. I haven't lost a job. Yes. I'm yeah. so grateful. That's right. That all being said, mm-hmm. this is also a very hard thing for seven. For sure. <laughs> I mean, some of the numbers sat down in here with me and were like, it was great. And I was like, I cried every How? day. Yeah. I mean, How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have friends who are like, I just really love the quiet and the solitude. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I know. 
Hi, friends. Taking a short break from today's show with the sevens to share with you my new favorite way to shop for healthy and sustainable products without even walking into a store. Y'all are not even ready. We've partnered with our friends at Thrive Market, an online membership-based marketplace making the highest quality organic products that are available for every budget and lifestyle. Listen, they tailor to over 70 different diets and values like paleo or keto or plant-based, also dairy-free, gluten-free, everything ranging from organic and sustainable essentials, groceries, snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, bath and body, kid stuff, y'all. For starters, you get to take this really fun quiz to start off. And I had the best time signing up and taking the quiz. And they have so many of my favorite brands. I love shopping the like organic snack section because y'all know we love some snacks here at the office. And they have these Mary's Gone Crackers, which are like our absolute favorite. I also just stocked up on some more cleaning supplies because you can never have enough of those, right? And we love Thrive Market brand cleaning products because they're non-toxic, they're pair been free and there's no questionable chemicals or synthetic dyes or fragrances and every ingredient is biodegradable naturally derived y'all i think it is so fun to shop this way if you're just starting out switching to healthier alternatives they personalize your experience by having you take that short quiz that i got to take in the beginning about who you shop for and what their favorites are and then that gives you better recommended options for what you're looking for to help make shopping organic for you and your family easy and stress-free and we all need more of that The best part is that Thrive Market has offered our friends, you guys, that sounds fun listeners, a free gift when you join using our specific URL. So go to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun and join today and you'll get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's rad. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. As a member, I'm saving like 25 to 50% off of traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49, which is pretty easy to get to with all the great stuff they have. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. Now back to the show. Also, sorry, it's getting warm in here. We can, it is, we had, but I'm just sorry. It's it feels warm. awesome in here. Okay. Are you all right? Sorry. <laughs> I know. How many walks a day did you do take during acute COVID? There's a park by my house. Mm-hmm. I would just go there. Yeah. How I many think, times? Two or three times a day or one? I would just make it a long walk. Yeah. Okay. Like an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. I just think I walked five or six times a day just because yeah. I was. Yes. Let's go. I just had. Yeah. I had to. My first 10 days, I wasn't allowed to leave my house. Oh, I followed you. Yes. Oh. And I so that. I could only walk my neighborhood. So, I mean, I lapped my neighborhood. <laughs> I yeah, it, wore out some tennis shoes. Yeah. 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 I did twice a day during that. And mm. um, now that's tough. That's like quarantine, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof, I couldn't it was, it. dude, you could do it. We can do anything, but that's it true. is brutal <laughs> to just be like, oh, again, I wake up today and I'm still here. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because I follow you on Instagram yeah. because we have mutual friends and, and I was following you during that. And I was like, oh, that is so sad that she has to be at home. Uh huh. Mm. Not knowing it was coming, it but it was coming to everybody. That's right. I know. I, it does feel a little bit like the Lord let me do a practice round yeah. for all of us to see if, show us. I mean, if the literal truth is if Annie can survive that, anybody can. It's true. Right? Like if it's a so seven true. can be trapped in their home for 10 days and be a person at the end of it, we're going to be all right. 
this is a funny question for me to ask as a seven sitting with y'all. But one of the things that we really want our friends listening, because eight out of nine of them are not sevens, Mm -hmm. is how did you love a seven well? How do you feel loved by your friends? How do you feel loved by your family? What does it look like to feel really seen by your people? I think speaking as just for myself, when you don't shoot down our ideas like immediately. Like if we're constantly saying ideas like, oh, this sounds fun, this sounds fun, this sounds fun. Like maybe if you don't agree with it, be like, yeah, that does sound fun. Like, but how can we, like, how, how can we go with making that happen? Yeah. And then my mind is going to something else. I'm like, oh, well, we can do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you shoot down and I'm like, that's stupid or that's dumb. Like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> that makes me go like, well, then whatever you guys want to do is fine. Yeah. Like, it's totally cool, whatever. Yeah. It hurts a little bit, but then mm-hmm. I'm over but it. But yeah, just like listening and mm-hmm. letting us have wild ideas that are very expensive. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even <laughs> though we can't go to Europe, let's try to go to Europe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? I feel loved when people say, can I be with you and let's go do something fun. So, for instance, when Nordstrom's had their grand opening, yes, um, and it was going to be Setnik, you would have loved this. Oh yeah, my gosh, it was really. It was the grand opening, and the lobby of Green Hills Mall was full, and everybody who worked at Nordstrom's was going to line up and cheer for people when they walked in. Yes. I called my friend Renee. And I said, you've got to go with me. And she just went. I mean, it probably was not what she would have chosen to do. But she went. And all I did was wanted to go walk through and be cheered. Yeah, that's it. And then leave. (laughs) And then just leave. Just And then I was also at at, uh, Crate and Barrel's opening. I feel like I'm doing an advertisement. I just love to be. Did you go to Trader Joe's opening? Oh, it was. Yes. Yes. I was the first one in line. You were the first one in line? Yes. (gasps) Wait, like the reopening? No, no, no. When when the first time this one opened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was very thrilling for me. It was a big day, Setnick. People had waited a really long time. I'm surprised there's only one here, yeah. Yeah. So I just, have fun with me. And I'm with you, Setnick. Don't shoot down my ideas. Just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not what you would normally want to do. Yeah. Do y'all like spontaneity? Oh, yes. I did a lot more when I was in college. Oh, okay. Now it's it's more spontaneity is like, hey, let's go, go eat. Instead of like, hey, let's go drive three hours and hike this place. A, I'm not a hiker. I don't hike. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, 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 I don't know if me getting older is like lessened that fun part, but I'm always, I'm always willing to do something. But yeah. in regards to like giving ideas, I'm like, dude, it's one thirty in the morning. Let's go. Like that's college setting for sure. Yeah, uh, listen, I don't do anything at one thirty <laughs> in the morning. My, my yeah. sevenness doesn't know one thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm the same. I mean, spontaneity that, I feel so loved when someone goes, hey, you want to go do something right now? I'm like, right. yeah, 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 I do. Of course I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think that is, yes. that feels, especially when it's a friend who I know isn't natural at that, mm. that they're like making a choice to be spontaneous yeah. or they've maybe planned it for three weeks. But to me, it's like <laughs> the most time hearing day. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I just, oh man, that, that lights me up doing, mm-hmm. doing surprise things. What's the most, I don't know that you will know this answer off the top of your heads, but maybe what's the most fun thing you've ever done? Dr. Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Most fun thing. Oh, gosh, that's a little hard one. Can I tell you, like, the most fun event I do every year? Yes, do that. I host our family's Thanksgiving in Nashville, and people come from Texas and other parts of 
and um, anybody who happens to be around and we have an entire day where we do the boulevard bolt where we dress yes. up in theme and you have to dress up and oh, we you have dress theme. up like we did the 12 days of Christmas one year and my mother yeah. who was 90 was the partridge in a pear tree oh, we got on the channel 2 news and then we come home and we so have, you set the theme you don't mean that everybody dresses like a Thanksgiving no, turkey you no, set no, a no, theme no. we set a theme oh Aaron that's awesome yeah. that's awesome and, and then we come home and we have a huge brunch and then we have a cornhole tournament with a trophy ceremony <laughs> Oh and then I make gosh. dinner and it's I live in a I live in uh, Green Hills I mean I have yeah. a yard the size of a postage stamp but yeah. there's usually like 30 40 people oh and word. it's just it is so happy to me and the yeah. the trophies my old ballroom dance trophy from 8th grade I mean oh, it's just gosh. It's the happiest yeah. you will find me. Okay, I drove by your house the other day, and you're doing work on your driveway. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Uh, just we've lived there 33 years, it just and needs it's it. time to do things. I kept mm-hmm. thinking, like, what is she planning that she needed <laughs> a new driveway? <laughs> well, you know, I go outside and talk to David and Kenny, who are who are doing the stonework because they're yeah. people, yes. and yeah. it's COVID. But I do respect my distance. <laughs> that's right. Mm. That's uh, Ketrick, uh, Ketrick. Nope, that's our other friend. Where's he? Uh, no. <laughs> Setnik, what is the most fun thing you've done? Or do you have a fun thing like that every year that comes to mind? I will say when I was in college, my buddies and I would make – this is the spontaneity. We would – just go out and do random videos like we would. Oh. And it would there would be like a story. There would be a plot. There would be like good guys and bad guys because I was a mass comm uh, major. And so I knew how to like edit and yeah. sound effects. And so that whole thing was – and they weren't – they were like Christian studies or music. And so they knew yeah. that I was going to be creating the video. And so we would – once it was done, they would come to my room and it would be like this huge like epic mm. masterpiece. Like mm. we would order pizza. And so that nice. that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Those both of those are great answers, you guys. <laughs> I just think it is so fun to think about my, when every time I get to go to Dollywood, it always oh ranks as like, "Do you love it?" I love Dollywood. I do too. They have that bread, the cinnamon bread. Yes, that cinnamon bread. It's everything. Aaron, what do you love about Dollywood? I just love the play. I know it is everywhere you turn. It's fun. Yeah. She has built. She. I, I give it all to Dolly, but <laughs> Dolly. Dolly's just built a theme park that is full of. It doesn't stop being awesome mm-hmm. in every turn. Maybe that's true of all amusement parks. Do y'all love amusement parks in general? I love Disney World. Do love you? It. As mm-hmm. an adult, as a kid, mm-hmm. Disney World's awesome. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I think it just relates to the inner kid in me. Yeah. You know? And uh, I just love going there with family, with friends. Like certain th- places you want to go with just family, certain places you want to go just with friends. I feel like Disney World, to me, I could go with like, a stranger I met a week ago and we would still turn up and have the best time. Yes. Love and there's it. just layers of fun. Yeah. What does that mean? Layers upon layers. Yeah. It's not just a one and done. It's just, that's why you like mm-hmm. Dollywood. It's layers yes. of fun. Yes. I do, Would you pick Disney World over Disneyland? Do you have a dog in that fight? I've never been to Disneyland. Okay. Do you have one that you love Mm-mm. more than the other? No. Mm-mm. I've only been to Disneyland once. I think that's true. But my, the, the inner child part of Disneyland feels more true than Disney World a little bit to me. Okay. Only because like Walt was there and he built it. You know, like it just, it feels a little more old mm-hmm. and so I, I gotcha but. well my sister works for Disney World she still does from college as like a part time thing and oh, so we wow. get in for free so that's oh, why nice. I keep going that, yeah a hundred percent thanks um, sister yeah that's right do you have a favorite ride um, probably the the one with the snowman or the what is it called the roller Expedition coaster. Everest yes yes that yes. one is awesome yeah yeah awesome did you take when you were making vacations for your family when they were when the girls were growing up mm-hmm. Did you and Brian do Disney World, uh, Dolly World, or was it like, 
the beach and mountains. Well, and- when we were, uh, we chose to have a one-income family. When okay. my kids were little, <clears throat> I had a great season in my life where I got to stay home yeah. with children. And so, you know, we were limited in income. So yeah. we had to make fun out of out of nothing. Out of nothing. So we made, the best. and it was like everyday fun. Like going to yeah. Great Harvest and watching Sam the Bread Man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, going to, you know, McDonald's for 99-cent Happy Meal. Listen, I know that people want to focus on nutrition but we had fun at 99 cent happy meal because everybody was there so we visited family a lot because that's what we could really afford to do but we made adventures everywhere we went yes my next book is called that sounds fun and it is about how do we do the everyday yeah because it is it is available to you and important to you yes every day it doesn't have to be disneyland it can be mcdonald's yeah every day every day every day do you still have fun every day yeah yeah. Do you have fun every day? Sydney? Yeah, I have like I have 12 nieces and nephews and oh, what wow. that can awesome. get super expensive sometimes. And so what I came to realize is that it's more important to make the memories than to make like going to the beach or going like they don't live near the beach. And yeah. so it's like going to visit like an animal shelter yeah. or going to like nice. Goodwill and, and just buying stupid random clothes that they'll never wear, but putting on like a production later on that night. Oh my like gosh. just, just <laughs> thinking like, how will I remain the favorite uncle? Like yeah. what can I do to make sure that I'm the favorite uncle the I whole applaud time? you. Yes, I did too. Hey, that's how I am with my mini BFFs is if I want all my friends, kids, y'all love this. I'm not sure we'll keep it in the show, but I went on vacation last week. And at one point, two of the families said, Hey, we're going to go ride our horses. Can, will you watch the girls at the pool? And I was like, totally. I'm laying by the pool. Of course I will. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the parents leave, I'm like, y'all want to go to the snack bar? Y'all want to go get oh, something yeah. from Always. the fountain? And the girls were like, one of the girls says, thank you so much, Miss Annie. Um, but my mother said no more sugar. And I was like, Right. See, I'm the non-parent, so I'm allowed to do this. Yeah. And she was like, thank you, but no. And when the parents got back, I was like, hey, listen, I'm supposed to get to do that stuff. You need to reframe this. Yeah, I was like, tomorrow, can I take your kids to the fountain? They were like, yes, we're sorry. That's hilarious. But yeah, I love being the fun Mm -hmm. other adults in kids' lives. Does every seven have a great goodwill memory? Oh, I th- yes. Of yeah. shopping there? Yeah. So I have every Christmas my adult nieces and nephews that live in town because I also want to be the fun aunt, yes. even though mm-hmm. I'm 60 years old. Um, so there's about 12 of them if you think about kind of significant others. And yeah. What really is a niece or nephew? I mean, come on. <laughs> sure, sure. They, we, have a, um, we have a surprise secret Santa at Goodwill. They show <gasps> up and I give them hats. They all have to wear these you crazy hats. You wear hats a lot. I do. Um, I have <laughs> baskets of hats. They wear hats and then they draw names and I give them each $3 and they are <gasps> to shop in the store with the other adults in the store for $3. And whose name have they? Did they, they pull just drew, They just drew the name. Okay. And then oh. got $3. Yeah. And, and then $3. they give it right there. How do you no, do they, it? The no, end? they go shopping right then uh-huh. in the store. You have 30 minutes in the store, all of us in the store together yeah do they keep shopping. it like a secret for the oh, person oh yes okay. you have to be and you know it's hard if somebody's in the next aisle yes yeah. yes yes, so, yes 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 and so, then y'all go home and exchange. and then we go home and i make them dinner and we exchange oh and everybody God. has Dr. fun Aaron. i, I want to be can you be my aunt? yeah <laughs> we're, we're related to you now this you is go. great Aaron. Yeah. that is a question i have for you for setnik and i who are i'm 40 mm-hmm. and you're in your 30s mm-hmm. yeah 37 what do we not know Tell us about being healthy as a seven, but a lot of people listening just want wisdom on how do we do our 30s, 40s, 50s well? That is, uh, what a great question. I don't know if I'm, let me, let me ponder that for a second. Okay. What, uh, what I want to encourage you is 
you're always going to keep growing. If you're in, if you're thoughtful and reflective, if you are a person who self-reflects, you know, on your experiences and for future experiences and just allow growth and whatever way that is for people, you're going to grow and become a better person. Mm. And, you know, I, as I, in my twenties, I don't think you guys would have enjoyed me much because I was way too much in my twenties. I, I didn't enjoy me much in my twenties. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, and I feel like I'm a lot better person at mm-hmm. 60 and just allowing that natural growth, um, taking lessons and life learn and not being too hard on myself, yeah. just saying I am who I am. This is, but I, yeah. that doesn't just because I can does not mean I should. That's another life lesson for a seven. Yes. Just because you can does not mean you should. Yes. Sometimes it's just good to stop and and be the one that listens because as we are integrating, we move towards five. Yeah. Um, which I love. I used to think, how on earth can I move towards five? Yes. But I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons I find fasting as a discipline really important mm-hmm. because oh. I would say to myself over and over again, you can, but you won't. Yeah. yeah. You can, but you won't. Yeah. And you need to learn that, that you can. And so it's, it is probably my favorite spiritual discipline. Yeah. Um, just because it is so counter to my nature. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when I'm eating a meal, I often, you know, if we're at a buffet, remember those things mm-hmm. before COVID? <laughs> you know, you I, things I say to myself is, is you can have as much as what you want of anything, but you could also have that tomorrow. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So don't, don't freak out about, mm-hmm. you know, you like I, I have to do that with a lot of things. You mm-hmm. can go back and see that movie again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you loved it so much, you can go back again tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that we live in a, God's economy is, abundance Mm -hmm. because I think the world tries to trap us and tell us we're going to run out and Mm -hmm. that does not work Mm -hmm. with my personality (laughs) or yours yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Aaron I'm just really thankful to know you I feel like I we have this unfair advantage now if I can be like okay Aaron tell me how to do my 40s well Mm. okay you can't do your 40s well because it's exciting I I think every every new I mean we do tend to group things in decades yep I've I've loved 40 um 40 was the time when I could say you know, I, I am who I am. I'm yeah. I, I, so much of my life in my thirties. I wanted to be somebody else. I wanted mm. to be that, um, that, that quiet, deep, well, you know, that thoughtful, quiet person that you have to lean into yeah. to hear what they have to say. But what they say is so rich. I wanted a different personality. I think it was in my forties that I said, but I am who I am. Yeah. That doesn't mean I can't grow and I can't use it as an excuse you know, sorry, I live in the too much. It's just who I am. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not, it. it's not an excuse yeah. um, because there's no discipline in that. There's no growth in that. But yeah. I think it was in my forties when I finally said, you know, I am who I am Yeah. and I'm going to love who I am. Setnick, how do you yeah. feel you're better at being a person in your thirties than you were in your twenties as a seven? It, it's, it's encouraging to know that as you grow, there is an opportunity to get better. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's true because yeah. I'm not how I was when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I think Setnick in his 20s would label, well, I'm just a seven. That's just how it is. And then on the other part, I would judge a nine like, why are you being so bossy or why are you being so emotional? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I'm just a nine. That, like, that's how I am. But yeah. now looking back, I still have to do, remind myself. I'm like, the Enneagram is not created for you to act the way you're acting. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's, it's, there are the goods and the bads of every number. You know, mm-hmm. I, the whole like, when I found out I was a seven, I was like, I don't want to be a seven. I don't want to be a, like, you know, energetic the whole time. Like, that's not me. But then the whole phrase, like, a tiger can't change its stripes. Yeah. So figure out how to live as a tiger kind of a thing. Like, yeah. what's going to work for you? What's not going to work for you? If, even though I feel like a lot of people, they want to be a seven. That's not, that was not the case for me when I found out I was a seven. And so I feel like. And if they really knew. 
they wouldn't want to be. Yeah. Seen, and just know? because like I feel like my closest friends are nines. And the ones that that haven't taken the Enneagram, I don't want to be like, you're a nine, just take the test. Because I, I heard that that's, that's a no-no. You yeah, can't yeah, do that. Don't type don't do it. But that's, I just feel like nines are very understanding of, of sevens. At least mm. in my experience, that's how it's been. And so I was like, man, why can't I be a nine? And I'm like, no, then I, I would miss being a seven, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's encouraging to hear Dr. Aaron say that there is, <laughs> there is um, room for growth mm-hmm. and that there is always going to be room for growth. So you just got to choose to grow and, and yeah. not be stuck in yeah. the negatives of, of mm-hmm. your number. That's a good word. It can feel easy to be stuck in the negatives mm. of our number. I feel mm-hmm. like I fight with myself a lot. Yeah. And like, just like, mm-hmm. don't not in a trying to be someone else, but going like, okay, let's just talk this part down. Okay, now we'll talk this part yeah. down. Okay, now you can do this. Like, it just feels like, but I didn't understand that as well until I understood that we're in the groupings, the triad that are in our head. We're the thinkers. And you would know, yes. you would not think that about a seven. Right. You would think that we're just in the feelings. Yes. Yeah. But we are, we're in the thinking triad, which means we overthink. Overthink. And I, I will also tell you that as in my younger self, and I have to battle this, is I have a pretty strong inner critic. Yeah. Um, at the end of a evening, let's say it was a fun party. Let's say it was your first 40th birthday party yeah. where you got to have everything. And, and I was all in and living all in. I would get home and my inner critic would start listing. Did you mm. did you run over that person? Were you thoughtful? Yeah. Did you listen? Did you were you too much? Where mm. were you too much yeah. tonight? Yeah. And then that inner critic can really raise up its head. And mm. so that is something I've always battled, but yeah. have grown into because that inner critic doesn't give God's grace in that's any way. Good. There's yeah. there's no grace yeah. in that. Yeah, that's right. Setnik, when you showed up, you brought treats. Ah. I brought the party. <laughs> What'd you bring? <laughs> I brought um, some boiled peanuts, some deep fried peanuts, and um, like Welch's grape juice rosé kind of a thing. But sparkling. Sparkling, yes. Yeah, We're going to sure. partake of that as soon as this is finished. Yeah. That was so thoughtful of you. <laughs> that is two times Setnik has done this. And when we were at that worship conference, I would have guessed you might have been a two because you think you're so thoughtful. Mm. Like mm. in the worship conference, they sang a song that was one of our church's songs. And they were like, oh, yeah, Setnik says you're from his same church. And so we sang the song. And I was like, I love this song. I can't believe you <laughs> thought of that. And so, well done. Mm. You're a seven that's thoughtful. So when it comes to, like, gift giving, what is y'all's? I know we're talking about Enneagram, but, like, what is your... Love language, you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably am more... I am words of affirmation is the way... I like receiving words of affirmation, mm-hmm. and I like receiving gifts. Those are my probably two. What I'm do you think? all quality time. Are you all quality all time? All quality time. What are you, Setnik? I like to give gifts, and mm-hmm. what I receive is words of affirmation. Yeah, you know what? None of us said acts of service. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Hard I don't pass. Need you to do anything. Yeah, don't don't wash my car. Yeah, don't like don't mm-hmm. do. I'll any add it of to my to do list. Yeah, I'll take care of it because we're just gonna go drive through the mud on our next that's adventure. That's it. That's it. D- don't. Yeah. Don't. 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 But that's what like a couple of years ago, I had a friend play my birthday party, and then the next day, people saw my posts and they're like, "Hey, why wasn't I invited?" And I'm like. Because I didn't plan it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, from then on, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Because I, I know who to invite, which is yeah. everybody. Yeah. And <laughs> that means, that means everything's gonna be fun. Every, yes. everything's gonna be the way I want it. So. Yes. You know that Annie and I now feel we're invited. Yeah, You're yeah. You're totally we're invited. Coming. September third, we're okay. gonna turn up. Hey, listen, we will <laughs> if we're allowed to. If the culture will let us, we <sighs> will be there. We're coming. Me and the good doctor, we're showing up. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Um, is the good any, nurse? That's the right, good nurse. The good nurse. Is there anything we didn't say about sevens that you think people need to know? 
I don't think sevens are over the top. Uh, they can come off as over the top, but I don't. I think they are really genuine people, um, which is crazy because one of my friends, good friends, Brandon, he's on the worship team. He told me he was a seven, and I was like, "There's no way you're a seven. Like you're so even keeled." And but he does like having fun. Yeah. And even Pastor Kevin, he's yes. he's a seven. Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. Because I think sevens to me are like Annie and Pastor Drew and myself. Like let's do all the things, but yeah. I don't see that from Pastor Kevin and yeah. from my friend Brandon. And so I feel like sevens. We're a broad spectrum, but we're not, I don't think we're over the top. Yeah. We just want to have fun and whatever fun looks like to other people, like we're down to do that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. If someone else says they're having fun, I'm probably going to have fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think sevens, I'm, I'm echoing like with that to say that um, probably most sevens are like me that I can talk to anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can. Um, I can go to any event and feel like I belong. Yeah. Um, and that is that's authentic i love that you said that we're sincere so that's not um frivolous and inauthentic i really do want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. yes and i really do want to engage um and I, all sevens don't have a failure to commit that was one of those things that i thought that's just that doesn't feel fair to me yeah, yeah. um so anyway we're authentic we just really are enthusiastic yeah that's right i i mean that probably connects with our hatred of being misunderstood mm. of like no this is actually me mm-hmm. i do actually like all of this this much i do mm-hmm. actually like all these people this much yeah. and but being misunderstood is like oh, i can't believe that you're like Okay, the last question I always ask, this is going to be the easiest for all of anybody, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. Every day. Y'all can't have answers. I'll tell you you what sounds fun to me right now that I can't do would be an enthusiastic, crowded place with a united purpose. And so I thought about this and I thought like, for instance, Vanderbilt in the Baseball World Series was the perfect thing for me. Because the, because the whole town was for them. The whole town. And I went to Double Dogs in Hillsborough yes. Village every single night if I wasn't on the Vanderbilt baseball field <gasps> with my family watching yes. the game. What? Because it was just a group of people, enthusiastic, yeah. Yeah. all with a united purpose. They, you know those are like mm. some of my dearest people, the yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love those guys. And yeah. I <laughs> the year that they won and we were – did you go to the stadium? And they had it on oh. – yeah. The big screen at the stadium. We oh, were both yeah. there. I mean, I was losing my mind. Yeah. The ninth <laughs> inning was the most silent I've ever heard a base a, a football arena mm. stadium arena. I mean, people weren't talking at all because yeah. they just wanted to get three outs so that we would yeah. win the World Series. Yeah. It was oh, the thrilling. Yeah, so, it's thrilling. We've lost that feeling right now. I, I mean, we have. I just <laughs> it's coming a, back. I want a We're crowd. Believing. I want enthusiasm. I want a united purpose. Yes. Mm. I want everybody to be happy. Yes. I watched Is that too much to ask? No. No, COVID-19. <laughs> We're not asking too much of you. Just go away. Um, I watched a movie with a marathon in it. And watching all the people on the sidelines cheering for the marathon, I had that same like, I just want us all to cheer for something. Do you know that's what I do every but year? I don't want to run. At the marathon, I go cheer. Yes. I feel like that's my job. Yes, me too. You, to go it cheer. comes right by your house. Yeah. It's yeah. my job to go cheer. They need you. Oh, yeah. I know. That's awesome. Um, I, know. I love that you like to do that. Like, I feel like you have a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Setnik, what do you do for fun? Uh, what sounds fun? I think anything with my friend, and that sounds so blanket, so I apologize for that, but if we're going to a concert, if we're going to a cookout, if we're going to watch a movie somewhere, like I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I just want to do that with all the, like this past weekend, I had a blast with my family and it, it's over. So now in my mind, I'm looking forward to something else that I'm going to do with my friends. Like yeah. tonight I'm hanging out with some friends and that's super exciting. And 
as long as my friends are there, my family there, we, whatever is happening, I'm totally in for. Yeah, that. Well done. Y'all are great sevens. Thank you for doing this today. Mm-hmm. How do you was. feel? Good. That's great. It. We did it. Because this is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. What? I don't know what the phrase is. Tell me what you do for fun. Tell me what you do for fun. <gasps> Thank you for asking, Setnik. Um, very thoughtful. That is very thoughtful. Okay. Well, I'm with I'm with both of you. Anything with my friends and groups cheering in the same direction would be really fun. I what I was wanted to do for my birthday is there is this soccer tournament called the Euro Cup, and it's where all the uh, teams play like their World Cup team. It's like their country cup. Uh, their country team, all the European teams play each other. Mm. And the semifinal is on my birthday. And so I just had this dream in my... So what sounded really fun to me was for me to go to England and see that one game that was on my birthday. So that would have been really fun. Somebody make that happen for any. Sadly, the (laughs) Euro Cup was canceled. Oh, well, never never mind. Uh, Right, that's the problem. That's the only reason that it didn't happen. Well, that's not the only reason it didn't happen, but the whole tournament got canceled. Mm. But live sports is always... A win to me mm. so that sounds fun to me is seeing some version of live sports but the euro cup on my birthday was like <laughs> and usually the world cup falls on my birthday as well we usually get to watch a game around my birthday which is really fun i'll call you for the next store opening yes <laughs> so we'll go always it's fun. always oh always let's go it, whenever you run for the marathon we'll 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 turn the corner and you'll see us cheering for you yeah no i'm not running a marathon. i'm cheering with y'all i'm not going to marathon that's a long time to be by yourself no thank oh, you so right oh my the only time i've done a half i was like i mean good i finished but that was so boring three hours alone on a track or on a route no thank you Friends, don't you love a man so much wisdom and thought? I am so thankful for Setnik and Aaron. If you've gotten to the end of this series and you still wonder, what type are you? Great. Our Inia Summer 2020 sponsor is here to help. I encourage you to go check out your Enneagram coach and take the assessment. They have amazing courses and tools to learn more about the Enneagram and build relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to yourenneagramcoach.com slash that sounds fun or by clicking through the link in the show notes. And as we've done with every other number, we finish off with our sevens over on YouTube talking about the election of 2020, both local and national. So I hope you'll head over there. It's youtube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF, like that sounds fun, or click the link in the survey. And hey, if you're a seven, me too, share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love and understand you better. And again, if y'all get a chance to fill out that survey about any of summer 2020 while we're prepping for any of summer 2021, that would mean a lot to us. The link is in the show notes below. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And as we finish, we have to say a huge thank you to all 18 of our guests making time to have the conversations as well as being so generous and vulnerable. I am so thankful to my friends this year and last year for um, taking their lives public when their lives are very private. I am really, really thankful. And thank you to our partners who made these shows possible. Thanks to Ryan O'Neill for the music and to Seth Abram for being our resident expert. And thanks to y'all for listening along. I'm really, really grateful. I'm glad that y'all enjoy this series as much as I do. And don't forget, starting Monday, 
We are going through 100 Days to Brave, and Monday's episode is about that with two really, really special guests that y'all love. And I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you've got your copy of 100 Days to Brave so you're ready to jump in with us next week. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we say goodbye to another Annie Summer and head off into the fall. But we're going to be brave together, friends. We'll see you back here on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.